The Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one netball podcast. I'm your host, Nick Leaker, and with me, well, I'm just looking at an empty chair. It's Luke Top via the phone. <laughs> Hello, I'm sorry if this sounds crap. Well, why are you, why are you why are you on the phone, Luke? Um, I'm on the phone because I've been COVID tested. Um, because a lovely couple decided to drive through New South Wales and up to Queensland, and there's a heap of COVID spots. Um, and I cancelled all of my netball tonight. I was supposed to play two games, and I've cancelled my netball because I don't want to infect anyone, and I got tested. So you're just telling everyone you're just being responsible, which is great. So good on you, Luke. You yeah. Really yourself. Well done. Uh, I would so. love to play netball right now. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. Um, and also, we have missed her greatly. We've got Abby McGullick. Hey, hi, I'm back. And my sound Yay! Sorry, I'm driving as you do also. Apologies. You're constantly on the road. You you gotta you gotta get like a camera crew with your abs because you, this feels like a this feels like one of those like ABC documentaries, you know, and all it is is abs <laughs> yeah, traveling to and from example. Yeah, it from Ken Rayswell. Well Nathan, Nathan Dart is from New South Wales, isn't he? Hello. Yeah. We'll get Nathan, a documentary filmmaker to to set up, you know, like a oh, gimbal in the car. <laughs> I would love him to get me a Tesla too so I can drive for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you're going to get Luke to get you the Tesla. Just, just remember yeah. everyone oh, that Luke's got a right, Tesla. Oh, that's right. No, uh, and I've that's got to do, do some lap dances with ScoMo so we can get some money into Netball and then everyone can drive Teslas. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone in Netball gets a Tesla. I'll have to wear Tesla. like a priest's outfit and do some dancing or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, whatever it is, you figure it out and I'll take the test. Some Hillsong temple clothes. I don't know. But I'll, I'll, uh, i got to get down there. Shake my booty for the money. Yeah, but well, for now, you keep yourself isolated because we don't want any of this spreading. So <laughs> yeah. you stay isolated yeah, for the time no. being. <laughs> Um, we're here to discuss um, round six of the Suncorp Super Netball, which was a, a terrific little round of netball as uh, pretty much part of the course um, this season. So we're going to go straight into it, and we're going to start with West Coast Fever demolishing Collingwood Magpies 78 to 55. <laughs> demolishing. Uh, Luke, uh, let's start with you because for me, Courtney I Bruce was Magpies. absolutely outstanding. Whoa. <laughs> Why Magpies? Yeah, I picked Magpies. Oh. oh, you did. No, I picked them. Yeah, so oops. Yeah, uh, look, Courtney Bruce, amazing. You can really see the bookends. I think even through the midcourt, they were really solid. Ugh, like, what do you even... I don't know what the Magpies kind of pull out of this because I thought... I think it was like the first quarter. I thought they were doing okay and then it just... Yeah, no. Nah. It was just like... Ugh. I think half of Australia just like turned off in like the end of the second, start of the third, and then they turned it back on again, hoping that magically the scores would be even. But yeah, no. Um, I I don't I don't really know what the Magpies. I, I guess the biggest thing they should take from this is like Fever's undefeated, so like losing to them is is probably going to happen. But obviously they need to push it into net next week 
um, after their win in the previous round. Mm. Abs, abs, do you think that's yeah. like the, the right mindset to have considering like it's like, oh, it's a fever, so we're just going to get walloped, so we might as well just sort of flip over and die? Um, no, I don't. And I'm not, <laughs> and I don't. And I think that's the competitive nature. Like, I'm so competitive, I don't like to lose anything, let alone a game of netball. Like, I want to win it, everything, even if it's like a race mm. to, the, to the kick, and I want to win that. So, and I imagine that the Collingwood girls are, are competitive as well. So, they'll be disappointed with the walloping that they received over the weekend. But I'm sure it does hang in the back of most of the team's minds that at the moment the fever are looking a little bit unstoppable. So, you know, what? how are they going to beat them? How, how do we beat the fever? Uh, I, I, some, the teams need to come up with a way to do that. And I think, I think it's getting the ball early, which is so obvious and so easy to talk about, but something very hard to execute, especially when they're mid-court. As you said, they played pretty solid through, through the mid-court on the weekend. They yeah. hung on to the ball and they did a good job. I, I thought the most interesting thing with, with the Fever as well, uh, they've been struggling to come out on the fir- in the first quarter and really like own yeah. the game. And with this one, it was <laughs> pretty pretty evident. Like they were just there to kind of eviscerate. And I, and it was kind of a bit of a statement seeing that fir- that first quarter win because we had seen and expected them to come out slow. And and then obviously this is, is much different. And then the resulting score is just astronomical. I think, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's hard. I think abs like you said, how how do you beat them? Like that that's the question really. And I mean the ones that the the teams that have come close to it are obviously Giants and there's is there what's the formula? Is there a formula? I don't know yeah. because that doesn't doesn't seem like there's any way to beat them at this stage because they're just uh, it's hard. locked in. And and you know you know what I think I think that first quarter turnaround uh, was very very much due to their starting lineup. I think starting Sasha was was a massive massive change up for them and I think she's just doing amazing. She's slotted into that, that team so seamlessly. She's obviously loving time over there in Perth and she is playing out of her skin. Yeah. You'd almost, like, you look down their roster and you almost go, like, how did they fit all of these players into the cap? It's just, it's just remarkable. Yeah. I, I well, think... I, I, hopefully they did. Look, <laughs> Look, cap stuff, cap stuff aside, I, I think that the fact that Glasgow has really seam- seamlessly fit into the squad and I think isn't just purely running as a goal attack. She is running as a facilitator as well. Um, I mean, if yeah. you just look at her, if you look at her stats, it's, you know, she's got 16 assists. Um, you know, she's receiving the center pass. I think she I think she actually had the most center pass receives for the Fever over the course of the game, which is... Yeah, she wants the ball in her hand, which yeah. is so good. Yeah. It's like the Fever are the place to go for... Young goal attacks who aren't necessarily playing very well. It's the, go, it's the way they go to revitalise their careers. Like we saw Alex T. Neal really coming to her own the last couple of years, and now, and now Sasha. It's like where they go. They yeah. obviously love it over there. <laughs> yeah, I think I, yeah. I think you you hit the nail on the head. Um, the thing I loved about did you see in the end of the game, Fowler came off and Glasgow was like daring Alice to take those long bombs and sink them, and she gave her so much confidence. I almost think, like, the culture there seems really good. Um, I know people have been critical, obviously, with the salary cap stuff, but I think, yeah, I, I think the culture there must be really good. And I think Sasha's just, I'm such a huge Sasha fan. And even Alice, to some extent, um, to see that, like, excitement, that's, that's awesome. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think the culture, the culture has to be good there. Otherwise, they would have rolled over and this season would have been a dead rubber for them being, you know, starting with the three the three games behind. And they caught that up within three rounds and they're, they're flying. Yeah. So they yeah. obviously like each other and they, they like safety. They love the club. They like being around one another. You don't play netball mm. like that if you don't. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I imagine that all of this stuff that was hanging over the club at the end of last season definitely was used as a as a form of, you know, yeah. drive to galvanise the team moving into the season. You know, there's no reason for them to, like you said, abs, like to roll over and die. They do have, they've got the parts to win everything and um, they're just proving it now. The fact that they're undefeated and their like goal percentage is, ast- is astronomical, yeah. um, you know, uh, <laughs> It, it yeah they're just that good a side and I think maybe that's one of those things where those the teams that just look like they gel the best are the ones that really do go you know the longest um so you know I don't know what to do about um, the fever other than they're just an incredibly good side <laughs> well yeah. one of the one of the things that I think is also interesting that um some friends of mine said on Twitter um that I didn't really think about is Courtney Bruce being captain and how that's going to flow into potentially with diamonds with the fact that like, can you imagine if they go undefeated and win, which is, that's a huge ask. Like obviously, um, five did it in 11, but I, I think in this league with how competitive it is, um, even with the two point shot, it, it makes it even harder. Um, if they did that, holy moly, that would just be incredible. Yeah, it's it's history in, book stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just there there's not a lot of faults to this side. Um, and I know that we've been on the on the fever wagon just for this one particularly, but I, it's hard because I mean Collingwood didn't really bring much to the table in terms of like, oh, okay, this is this was a bit of a challenge. Um, I, nothing really stood stood out for me for Collingwood in the grand scheme. And I think the fever deserve all the credit that they're they're currently getting um, because they just got such a formidable side and. Yeah, I got nothing else other than sweet Jesus. If you beat them, then well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. All yeah. right, we're going to move on to uh, the New South Wales Sweeps defeating the Giants sixty-three to fifty-one. Abs, I want your thoughts on this one. This was a, a huge win considering the Giants really did look uh, cracking over the last couple of weeks, and then this is uh, this is a pretty significant sort of uh, defeat at the hands of the Swifts. Yeah, and full disclosure, and I know I told you guys earlier, I actually haven't watched any of the Sunday games because I was uh, at a carnival with busy. my favourite 13-year-olds, and I love them. I haven't had a chance to catch up on it. But I do know the scores, and I was not surprised to switch, switch to the the Chelsea TV app and, and see that they had won by so much. I, I always thought the Swiss would get the win this, this round against the Giants, but I didn't think they'd win by so much. And I think the takeaway... Again, looking at the statistics, is that if you can't stop Sam Wallace, you can't stop the Swift. Yep. Mm. Yep. What um, I, I guess my question for you, Abs, is what what was the sort of rivalry like? Um, like even in your day, um, it's it, it's pretty fierce. Like they obviously yeah. want to absolutely win that derby. Yeah. yeah. It. Yeah, it was full on, and like you know, they both train on court at Nepal Central, which is just across the road from Ken Rosewell. Um, and they might use Ken Rosewell a bit more now, but like our change rooms literally face each other. So if you were there yeah, at the wow. together, like I'm talking there a metre and a, the doors are a metre and a half across the hallway apart from each other. So yeah, it yeah, was, wow. it was 
it was fierce. If that that's the word you used, wasn't it? Fierce. It was. Yeah. Full, it was full on. Like, especially in those early days, like we hated each other. Like, what what was another team doing in our city? Yeah. Like we didn't like it. But obviously, you know, away from the core, all the girls get along. There's no doubt about that. But when we were out on court competing, or you know, we were at training at the same time, and they were training on the court pretty much opposite us. Full on. Yeah. Full on. Especially early on, especially early on when we were losing those derbies. Like, we hated that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. The Giants have been looking the good for the last few weeks, and I I don't think they have bounced back from their one-goal loss against the Fever from the week before just yet, and they need to probably do that pretty quick, otherwise their season could unravel. But we'll see. I think, honestly, for me, this this game was all about the Swifts. Like, yeah. I know that sounds silly because they won, but um, I really believe the pressure was on them because, as you said, Giants had sort of... No, I, I guess not surprised everyone, but um, obviously Sophie coming in, everyone was sort of like, oh, you know, this, this could be, um, you know, not great for their season. And she's coming yeah. out and just absolutely killed it. And... What I love in the fact that, like, even though they were losing and they lost this match, she still looks, like, so calm. Gosh, like, she's got a no care in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> no. She doesn't care. Whatever, I'm just playing Oh, I, for me, um, next season when everyone's off contract, you'd have to seriously look at Sophie for some of the teams, especially if, you know, they're obviously going to keep the two-point shot moving forward. I don't see that changing. Um, for sort of entertainment value. Because it does, like, I, I hate to say this, as much as I don't agree that the sport as a domestic league has moved away from the international game, because that is going to hurt us hands down. In the long run, yeah. Mm. In the long run, we're it not going to bring home, it already is, we're not going to bring home gold. You know, we've got timeouts, we've got rolling subs, all this stuff that the international game doesn't have. But as an entertainment product, it's really good and it's drawing people it. in and people are watching a lot longer and you can yeah. really tell. And even like with the Magpies game, like I kind of tuned out because I was like, oh, like this is a blowout. But then I still opened the app back up because I was like, um, you know, like, oh, maybe they've sunk like a million two-point shots. It it gets yeah. you, you, you're still monitoring it because you just want to know, you know, oh, do they, do they come back because, you know, ideally they can. Um, oh, well, yeah. I, it pains yeah. me to say this as a past player, but I actually love the two-point shot. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would, an entertainment product is amazing, yeah. but for us, as if we want to win internationals, like, Nolene is it just laughing. Nolene's, Nolene's looking at her holiday house. She's currently <laughs> perusing some holiday houses uh, because she's just like, yeah, Australia's just handed me some gold, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, she's like walking around her, ha- her holiday house in Dunedin being like, I think I want the golden lion here, and then I want <laughs> yeah. I want a Tesla garage here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Elon has like curated her solar system. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Swift, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I, really, I really, really like the fact um, that Fraser came on at wing attack. I feel like Nat um, hasn't had a great season. Um, 
And I think Paige, as much as I don't like her in wing defense, I actually find her really good at wing defense. Um, she's kind of, she's like pesky. She like a sort of like just annoys the shit out of the wing attack or center, like the whole game, uh, which I kind of love. Um, yeah, I think defensively, they're always going to be good. Um, I think Clow, um, sort of on Joe, that physicality, it was great throughout the game. Um, but Sammy Wallace, I, I think you're dead on abs. Like, how, how do you solve a problem like Sammy Wallace? Yeah. Uh, because she is just on fire. Um, she's getting the ball. She's coming out of the circle a lot. You know, when they need her to be out of the circle, she's coming out, getting the ball, getting circle edge, and then re-entering the circle and shooting yeah. up and scoring. Um, yeah. Which I think that part of a game potentially... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not there, but she just... I feel like she's gone up another level. I mean, she still had a great season last season, but yeah, I, I, for me, this was a very big statement game for Swift, and I definitely can see that they could go far. Yeah. Just, you brought up a point earlier about sort of the Giants being re- reeling from that one-point loss against the Fever last week. Do you think that is one of those things that they they do sort of dwell on in, in the grand scheme, especially when it comes to a game like this? Because I feel like if it's a derby, then you, will be, you want to put the Fever game out of sight and out of mind. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And they shouldn't be. And as a player, I knew I shouldn't be. But and I can't speak for them as individuals, but there was there was games where I would dwell on them a bit longer than I should have because you know, I made this mistake at a crucial time and it cost us a game or, or whatever it is. So you only one or two athletes in your team to dwell on the, on the week before and that can impact the way that you play the next week because if your head's not in the game for the round you're about to play, then how can you be expected or how could you possibly step up and play good netball? So... You know, it, they need to forget it if that is the case. But if not, then maybe they just need to go back to the drawing board and come up with a way to, as we said, stop Sam. Because Sam, what'd she shoot? 58 from 58, was it? Yeah, 58 from 58. Or four, like, that is outrageous. Yeah. That, that is outrageous. And, you know, we, we all talk about, we talk about Janelle Fowler being unstoppable for the fever, and she absolutely is. Sam Wallace is the exact same for the Swift just different like she doesn't do the holding game she is moving around a lot more this year there's a lot more to contend with with her game now because she's on the move she's on the hold she's doing half rolls here and there she's pulling balls in from out of that should be going out of court so you know if you're dwelling on the game before and you're not thinking about Sam Wallace or your next opposition you're not going to win yeah it's uh, that's the thing having Sammy Wallace be that versatile on the attack is just it, it, defenses just have to adjust constantly rather than dealing yeah. with the same old hold under the post push yeah. them high yeah. hold them there like it, it's just a completely different beast and she she to her credit has evolved her game over the last couple of years to the point where it's she done. really is yeah. I still think she's not as spoken about as other shooters in the competition to be completely honest like we we speak about her praises all the time and and I think other people do, but I don't think she's in sort of in the my in the main chat of netball that I can see at least anyway. So it's just very interesting to see under the radar she still is, considering she's basically shooting like a hundred percent all season. So um all right, we're gonna move on to are uh, the Firebirds defeating the Lightning sixty one to fifty two. Luke, we were at this game. I want your thoughts on this one because uh the Firebirds 
to me, honestly, felt like they had this one in the second quarter. It was fixed. The whole thing was fixed. It's fixed with the umpire. No, oh, no. my God. <laughs> wow. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, look, honestly, um, this was really good from the Firebirds. And I know we've been talking about it for a really long time. And I said to Megan afterwards, I was like, I feel like this is the start of the role. Um Sunny Coast are a really quality, you know, side. They've got great players. I just feel like they got outplayed uh, pretty significantly. Um, yeah, I, I, mm, I, I don't really know what to say. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like Firebirds were great right along the board. I thought the lack of changes was really good. You know, she kept Tippers and Aiken on, which I think I spoke about last week. I, I felt like the last few games has been a lot of changes. And Megan said afterwards that she didn't feel like she needed to change anything because obviously they were doing so well. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like they were locked in. Um, there was definitely not that belief, that sort of losing mentality. Um, they they had a purpose. They were focused and they played really well. Um, and I think they're potentially... They were very physical. I know the penalty difference was quite high. Yeah, it's um, 21, point, 21 penalty difference. The Firebirds have 76 and the Lightning had 55. Yeah, like that is a lot and that's, that's physical netball. Um, but I feel like potentially because they are so physical, they might match up really well with the West Coast Fever this weekend um, with a physicality standpoint. Um yeah, so I, I think this weekend's game, if the Firebirds can beat West Coast, oh my God, they'll start rolling. I, I, I genuinely believe that. And they, with Aiken and uh, Gretel, you just, like, you know that attack end's always going to be, like, they can always win games just based off the attack end. So I, I think this weekend's going to be really interesting. Um, for the Sunny Coast, um, I think it comes back to, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I feel like the Achilles heel for Sunny Coast is pretty much sort of beating up Steph Wood uh, and Shez and really getting into their heads. And I think she made, um, Kylie made some changes to sort of potentially address um, that wing attack position. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I didn't feel like this was, um, their best outing. I wasn't sure as well um, on some of their choices with one point and two point uh, shots in in the Rebel Power Five. Um, I think they definitely, when you're down by you know six or seven, um, you shouldn't be going for ones. I think you've really just got to open it up and be like, you know, mm. we haven't. I, I don't feel like they played well most of the game, but. If you're down by six and you've got, you know, four minutes, four and a half minutes to go, um, just start shooting twos. Like, don't go for ones. Actively shoot for twos. I, I didn't quite understand that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe they had a different purpose, I guess. <laughs> do you, uh, Abs, do you, would you sort of agree? I know that we were talking about over the last couple of weeks that the Lightning really are a team that do an excellent job of keeping the games close without actually utilizing the super shot. But do you think this is one of those things where they really should have 
utilized it in order to keep themselves in the game. I mean, obviously the blowout is it's pretty significant, and they were on the back foot from day dot. But uh, you know, we were sort of speaking about the super shot earlier. But do you think this is one of those things where it's just like, like Luke said, all right, Steph, Kara, you just got to jack it up. None of this, nothing into the post. Literally, just hang out wide. Yeah, you know, I watched them play a couple of preseason matches in Sydney, and in those matches, I don't recall them putting up two points at all at any stage. So they obviously got a very obvious and strict game plan, and that is to obviously shoot those ones. I think, though, and I do agree, that if you are six, seven goals down with three or four minutes to go in a match, you're not going to catch up unless you're going to nail some two-point shots. It's a little bit different if it's you know, first quarter, going into half time, going into the fourth. But if it's the end of the game and you, you're that far behind, you, you can't catch up any other way at this at this point. Not anymore, or not and not even not anymore. Just you never could and you never will be able to. But there is now a means to do so, and that is the two point shot. And yeah, I think they need to take them. Do you, Do you think? I, I think. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, Luke. It's okay. Oh, I, I for me. Um, like the blueprint is, is that you chase the attacker that can hit the super shot um, defensively. So both defenders are double teaming. Like in, let's say, for example, Glasgow, you double team her, let Fowler have the one and as quickly as possible because then yeah. that gives you time to set up for your two-point shot. And if you have two shooters on the court that are both hitting the super shot, then it splits the defenders and then you've got more likely chance of what I call a black line super shot as opposed to further out. And I think that's really... I know that seems crazy to, like, let Fowler just have a one, but that's exactly what I would be doing. I would be sagging off her like crazy and just going, I want to see a five-second, like, phase... To, to goal and then we move the ball down and then it's our go to get two because that's really all you can do until you catch up. Yeah, and the thing is teams like that, they will score quickly because they're already generally so far ahead if you're talking about the fever. Like, just let Bowler yeah. score and let's get the ball back. But yeah, even if that's not the case and teams are mucking around with the ball like they we've seen a lot of teams do towards the back end of quarters and, and games in particular, they hang on to the ball and play it around. You, you don't have time to catch up netball with a one-point shot. So uh, I'm in total agreement with you that you let them take the one and then you bloody put up two. Yeah. I, I think that's the only way you're going to beat someone like Fever or Giants in particular. Um, obviously, Giants having two super shot shooters uh, causes problems. Yeah. Um, defensively. But also, you know that Joe's going to get prickly when the time's running out to hit those super shots so probably sag off her a bit <laughs> cool is that it cool yeah yeah great all right we're gonna move on to the final game of the round so, which saw the adelaide thunderbirds getting their first win of the season 54 to 48 over the melbourne vixens up at usc stadium on sunday evening luke uh, for me towards the end of the game and abs as well I, I can't remember if you'd seen this one but i honestly thought that the thunderbirds were going to choke it away because there were a couple of coach killers towards the end that just really the vixens really tried to capitalize on and they just couldn't but you know obviously super happy for the thunderbirds but yeah i really did think that adelaide were going to choke it away towards the end there yeah i was really unsure i think it was 
Oh, I don't know if it was the third quarter. It was one of them, and they were in the Power Five, and Podgita was on. And I'm just like, I, I looked at, I looked at Tanya across the court, and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I think the whole, I honestly think the entire stadium was just like, um, like paging Samantha Gooden, please get on the court. <laughs> um, it didn't make any sense to me, but yeah, no, I think again, this is. I feel like this is a really good win. I feel like Georgie Gorgeous kind of put the team on her back a little bit in this one because it got really tense, as you said, and I thought Thunderbirds would throw this away. And she really controlled the attack end. And she had Weston on her the entire game. And I know Weston got, like, position of the round or something, whatever it was. But I actually think Georgie outplayed her for the majority of the game. And, that, and that's huge. I, obviously, the height disadvantage is like yeah. 17 centimetres or something just to start with. And Georgie just, yeah, she her little motor ran and she just got front position, got the ball. It was, yeah, it was it was really good. I, I think she played really, really well. And I think for the T-Birds, um, Shamira Sterling uh, yeah. as well was outstanding and Tilly. And they are working so well together. Yeah, I, I think this is a really, really good win for them. I think my only question with the Vixens is talking to some people after the match about Samerson and the fact that they cannot, apparently they cannot continue with Samerson unless, I think, if there's an injury. So I think that, I, I, I thought she did pretty well. It, it's pretty hard to follow up, you know, the best debut of all time, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, I, I think she still did well. And I think the Vixens are definitely going to miss her you know, going along. Is she, is she a training partner? Yes. Um, I, she's thought, training I, thought, partner. I thought they could pick anyone in their game day 10. That's what okay. I thought. That's what I thought. But um, talking to some people after, it would have to be an injury. So, you know, hypothetically... Let's say a goal was injured, then she can jump up. Or I guess anyone else in the squad, but, you know, they preferably That's want... Right. Um, yeah, so... No, like, you look at any other sport, they, you know, they can pick on form. Like, unfortunately, sometimes players go out of form and you need to put the player that is playing well into the team. And in this instance, it's Sanderson. Yeah. Yeah, it, it. I think the Vixens would have been going through every rule book possible um, and talking to Netball Australia for 15 hours on the phone. Um, to figure it out, yeah. To figure it out. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't think she's going to get it. But what what's going to be interesting is the fact that the UK League and the New Zealand League will finish, I, I suspect they'll finish, before SSN. So she's potentially open as a free agent for those two markets yeah. before SSN. So I would suspect that... She won't be here next year? Exactly. Yeah, which which will be a big shame. But, yeah. Yeah, I'd be very, mm. very curious about who has contacted her since that debut last week at, um, at Nissan because I imagine her <laughs> phone would have been... Uh, probably yeah, the, ringing off the hook. Yeah, that battery yeah. would be dead very quickly because the amount of calls she was getting after that one. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For for this, on the Vixen side of things, I think, Luke, 
do you think like this is not a particularly good loss? I think for them, you know, running coming. No, I think everyone I- sort of expected running to come in slay it again and, and to her credit I, th- I think she did a terrific job despite that um you know you're going up against Shamira Sterling who's one of the best defenders in the world and that's a, that's a hard task um but I think Tilly um sorry, sorry to yeah. cut you off but I think Tilly on that as well both of them have played together in the Victoria's in, in the Victorian system so I think they knew each other's game so I think that potentially played into it as well like it's hard I would imagine Abby would probably know more about this, but when you're growing up sort of in juniors uh, with someone uh, through the system and then, you know, time passes and then you've got to play them again, there's probably that sense that they know how to how you kind of play and can sort of play to that, I guess. Oh, absolutely. There's always going to be an understanding because they, as you said, they grew up playing together in that, in down in Melbourne or against each other, whatever it is. That time against each other and with each other built an understanding of how people play and then obviously it will impact the way in which they will be able to beat them out on court. Like, you remember things about the kids that you played with when you were younger or played against and you remember what gets under their skin and you remember what they do really well that gets under your skin and you just try to manipulate it in your favour when the time comes later in the later in your career. So, 100%. Yeah, like when I get under... Nick, you know this. When Like when I get under... <laughs> you jump and I get underneath your feet and then you land awkwardly and semi-injure yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's dangerous. No, I know. It is dangerous. I know. I know. in contact. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly the defender that Luke is describing at a certain sense of my playout. Uh, I won't name names because I have played. Oh, so with... it's not Luke. It's someone uh, else. <laughs> I see. I see. And I see. my elbow, I also plant. My elbow in the middle of his uh, chest as uh, yeah. I accidentally rebound and smash him with my elbow. Oh no, next on the ground. How did that happen? <laughs> Do you reckon the person you're talking about knows it's them you're talking about? No, but okay. that that I wish that, they did. That defender <laughs> does know that we don't like him and haven't liked him for a significant period of time. Right. Okay. Um, well, now he knows it's him. Well, well, no, he. Don't, I, I don't think he listens. Oh, sorry, I should say they don't listen. That nah, doesn't matter. I'm not going to fix it. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, nice dude. Very dangerous defender. Um, look, I think the, for the Vixens, for from both of you, I'll throw. This, no. I, I, throw I, I throw. I'll throw this both to both of you. Uh, Emily Mannix expected to come back into the lineup. This is obviously a huge boost for the Vixens. Do you think that they bounce back going into this week? Who do they play this week? Magpies. Well, based on how the Magpies are currently playing, then, yeah, I think they can win this week. Yeah, Luke? Uh, if, if, if Rani gets to play, if they can sort that rule. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, from the people I was talking to after the game last week, I don't think Rani's playing. Um, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Damn it. Um, so, yeah, eight or one people know what they're talking about. I know. I, I think this is actually going to be really tough because it's kind of like uh, Sinclair is kind of hot and cold for me. Mm. And McCollin, 
is sort of similar. Like, I really don't know how they're going to play. I think Nelson, honestly, has done really well. He's been great this year. Yeah, but just that goal attack position, something about Melbourne and goal attacks, like, what's going on? Um, They've all left. They're all elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, they all bailed. But, yeah, no, I I think this is going to be like, which goal attack doesn't have as many turnovers is going to be the team that wins pretty much. Beauty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I actually think Dehaney probably. I, I feel like the Vixens didn't lose anything. I think Dehaney, I'd love to see her at a starting position on another team next season. You know, potentially if she decides to come north, not to are you, point at any club. <laughs> are you insinuating something, Luke? Are you doing this thing where you're like, I know something, uh, but if, I'm not going to tell you? No, I don't know anything. I, I honestly don't know anything. Yeah, but. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, Dehaney would be crazy to stay with the Vixens next season uh, with the amount of offers that I suspect she will get to basically be a starting goalkeeper. Because, um, yeah, I mean, her and Mannix are very similar in the fact that they're both amazing ball winners. So I think Mannix coming back, it almost, no offence to Vixens, but I feel like that, in my mind, their defensive end doesn't really change that much because even against the Thunderbirds, they still did really well. So I, I don't... I don't necessarily think that's the end that has the problem. Right. That's yeah. very astute. I agree. Astute observation, Luke. Um, I'm sure people yeah. will be really happy that you've teased something. <laughs> that I've what? Teased something. Oh. <laughs> You're a shithead. Uh, let's let's uh, let's let's get into our round seven uh, tips for the upcoming round of netball. Uh, Abs, I'm going to start with you. You got Giants and the Lightning. The Giants are playing at home. Giants. I'm going to go the Giants here as well, Luke. Oh, Sunshine Coast. They're going to win easily. I would say maybe by ten. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Whoa. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. How much have they I paid think, you? Uh, I'm going for Study Coast because I want Study Coast to win, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win. You, you think this is going to be a comeback game for the Giants, Abs? Yeah, I, I think they will have learned a lot over the last couple of weeks, and they'll they'll bounce back. Well, they and they need to. I guess both of these teams need to bounce back after losses on the weekend if they're gonna. Yeah make their season start a little bit easier. If they Whoever loses, their, their run just becomes that little bit harder. And I know it's a season we're still so early on, but you can't... It's halfway. It's halfway. Oh, we're no, halfway. it's not. Yeah, round seven, right? Yeah. Far round. out. Okay, yeah, how crazy. Halfway. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Don't want to, you don't want to drop too many games early. So well, I, I think this is... I think you're dead on. I think this is potentially the most important match of the round because Sunshine Coast Lightning could find themselves, yeah, falling down the ladder quite seriously if if they don't sort of tame the Giants. But um, how do you tame the Giants if they're in a mood? I I really think it depends on how they come out. If they come out like they did against the Swift, then they have a chance. Um, But if they're just, if Sophie's just, you know, I don't know. Nailing. Nailing a shot from everywhere. If Guzman Gomez gave her a chicken burrito instead of a pork burrito and she's angry, then we're all in trouble. <laughs> were you sponsored by GYG now? No, I wish I was. I I think uh, I really wish I was. Cause, yeah. Um, 
We've got the, the, uh, the Magpies and the Vixens playing in New South Wales as part of their little Melbourne Derby, but not in Melbourne Derby. I think both of you went for the Vixens. Is that right? Yeah, Vixens. I think they can do Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go the Vixens as well. Just makes a lot of sense. Unless Naya Allen plays, then I think um, that goal attack position... Is anyone injured? For the, who's injured at Collingwood? Because then technically she's not allowed to. Right? Oh, true. Well, I don't think this, anyone is. I don't is. like this rule. This is crap. We, yeah. Able, I don't know. See, whoever I they always, want in their This is what I was confused about because when I was talking to this person, I'm like, I thought the rule was is you could like, you know how in football they put people down for like A grade because yeah, they're like, absolutely. you're not performing. Can you get better and then come back up? Um, I thought they could do that. But apparently this person who works in the sport was saying, no, they can't. Mm, I don't like that. Because they've been that's the case. trying to work it out all week how they could flip it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, we've got to take their, their word because they obviously know the rules. So that's up yeah. to the case, but is what it is. We should seek clarification on the rule, I think. That's an interesting Yeah, an interesting I think it'll ask. be... Well, tomorrow they release um, who's Same available... Way. Yeah, yeah, the team list. So it'll be interesting. It'd be fun, funny if she's on the team list. And we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awkward. I'd be like, thank you. Thank you, Miss Thing, that said that to me at the game. Thank you. We should. For the miscommunication. Let, let's, yeah, exactly. Let's do a disclaimer. If we're wrong, then get over it. Well, um... if we're wrong, <laughs> Ronnie's and Ronnie plays, I feel like the victims are going to win. Yeah, oh, yeah. Even if, yeah. even if Collingwood have no eye, say they were to do that. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Collingwood's doing with Naya. I don't understand that. Hey, it's, it's I'd be playing her. I, I think they're, they're, I agree. I think their goal attack has been a bit underwhelming, regardless who's been playing there this season. Like, make a change, do something different, try something. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like, um, I, I do. I do feel like though, um, Matt, uh, Maddie, Kelsey, Kelsey um, has been really quick, almost too quick for she's so fast. I know, and and I feel like she's too fast, and she's not. Yeah, it's almost like the offer is so quick that you like can't pass the ball possibly in that time, and she's already moved again. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an attacking coach, so. Yeah, one day you might be, Luke. Who knows? One day. Yes, one day. One day. Well, with well, my foundation <laughs> coaching, I'm sure we'll find. I'm sure we'll find we'll out soon enough. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next up, we've got the Thunderbirds and the Swifts. Thunderbirds playing at home in Adelaide. With Thunderbirds. Um. Yeah, I am going to say T-Birds. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Um yeah. Oh. Abs is hanging that Why? phone up. <laughs> That's a huge no, call. I'm not. That's a huge Why? Call. How dare you say that? <laughs> but um, you know I what? Think... I think if there's a player that can stop, as we talked about earlier, Sam Wallace, the Sam Wallace effect, it's Shamira. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And she's gonna track she's gonna track a lot of balls. I feel like Tilly's having a really solid oh, season. So good, mm. so good. And I feel like their win um, over the Vixens, like as much as the Vixens aren't, you know, 
having the same season that they had last season. I almost feel like beating a team that won last year, like the mental aspect of that really is just like, well, we beat last year's champions, so let's keep rolling. I like it. And the final game of the round, we've got the Firebirds and the Fever, the Firebirds playing at home. Oof. Ab? I just don't think that the Fever are going to lose. I just don't see it happening. Um, Firebirds potentially can get close if they play well, but I'd I'm just not sure they've got the height to combat Daniil in their back end. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing with the Fever 2 abs. They, mm. I still think the Fever's experience is going to carry them over the line. And I think if Sasha's going to continue her confidence on the court, I just don't know how you stop the Fever. So I've got them for this one. Yeah. I have Firebirds. I know that sounds insane. Of course you do. For all of the reasons that you just uh, mentioned. I think. They are such a physical team that I feel like the one thing that no one has tried against Fever is just beating the crap out of them too. And I feel like that's a different look that they potentially haven't seen from the other teams. I think a lot of the other teams are looking for the contact calls on Courtney and stuff like that. And I think Romelda matches up with Courtney really, really well. As you sort of said, Fowler, that they're going to struggle to find someone to match up on with her. I think Rudy's got to start. I think they also have to look at Tara at wing defense and have hands over pressure. Big hands, yeah. Yeah, big hands, um, which is becoming the new norm in netball, really, isn't it? Because everyone's so bloody tall. I think for that reason, I think they can keep with Fever. I feel like Fiber's attack end, especially with the way Gretel played on the weekend, I feel like she's not going to be phased uh, by Francis and potentially Sunday. It'll be interesting to see how Sunday goes with Gretel. But yeah, I I think they can keep up with Fever. They sort of have that two-point uh, two super shot threat. Yeah, I, I think they potentially match up really well. And for me, if Firebirds win this, this is huge. And this really lights their season. And it's kind of make or break for them anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. Great thoughts, Luke. I like them. Hmm. I think you're wrong, but I like them. So, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah, look, honestly, who knows? It'll be a cracking game down at Nissan on Sunday. So, uh, get down there. It's the only game on Sunday as well, actually. We've got a triple header on uh, on Saturday, just going off the uh, off the schedule at the moment. Who knows? Tap on wood that nothing changes as everything seems to these days. Anyway. You can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Come and chat to us uh, on there. We've been posting stuff. I've been posting some photos from the games, uh, podcasts, so on and so forth. There's lots of stuff that's been going up. Uh, so come and have a hang out with us. It's great. It's it's amazing. Um, you can get us on Twitter as well at Bleakster, B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R and at B-L-T underscore 86. You can also get Abby at Abby underscore McCulloch. She will, bear in mind, she is like the Australian Post. Takes a couple of days <laughs> to reach you. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, disclaimer. Watch. Watch. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, so, but you know, Abs, there is a chance that you will respond to people that tag you. So, if if you want to have a chat to Abs, you want to tag her and stuff, please do on on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Emmy, spam her with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, <laughs> also, uh, we were on Twitter as well at the Goal Circle. Uh, I've been on there posting and retweeting things. So if you if you are listening, please let us know. We do appreciate uh, seeing you out and about or in bed or doing whatever you're doing listening to the show it means a, a lot to us as well and also you can email us thegoalcircle at gmail.com if you want to go the old sort of snail mail well snail mail online I guess is what that would be these days but anyway that will do us for this week gang please enjoy your netball this weekend and stay safe love you enjoy bye, bye.